0: In this short podcast, I'll talk about how you can do a simple forecast for a new pharmaceutical or biotechnology product. This will add value to someone who is new to forecasting in this industry. I myself was there not so long ago in 1999 when I started my first pharma consulting job with Dynamic Research and Solutions under Frank Cuoco. Thanks to Frank and what he put me through, I learned the basics of forecasting. Let me now try to share some of those learnings with you. The key drivers of a forecast for a pharmaceutical or biotechnology product would be, one, the therapeutic market in which the product is to be launched, two, the peak share the product is likely to achieve if time to launch, cost of therapy, and marketing share of voice are not considered, the speed of uptake of the product in the market as years to peak, cost of therapy to the patient, percentage of market that may be accessed at assumed cost therapy, impact of time to launch in terms of other products that may be launched prior to your product of interest. The first step toward developing the forecast is deciding on the market definition. This is also the step where major inaccuracies can creep into the forecast. Let's think of cancer, cancer of the breast as an example. And let's go back in time and think of Anastrozole or Aramidex as a product example. So what would be the market for this product? At the time when Aramidex was to be launched, let's assume that the analyst developing the forecast had hormone receptor-positive, locally advanced, and metastatic breast cancer as the possible indications. You can take the problems of cancer of the breast in postmenopausal women as a starting point. Applying this to the postmenopausal female population of the country will give you the number of such patients in that country. Following this, you will need the percentages to split postmenopausal cancer breast patients into hormone receptor positive, unknown, and hormone receptor negative groups. Then, within hormone receptor positive group, you will need the percentage factor to carve out patients that have locally advanced disease and those that have metastatic breast cancer. Once you have these factors at hand, you can apply them to the prevalent patients to get the postmenopausal hormone receptor positive locally advanced and metastatic breast cancer patient numbers for a specific year. Using projected population numbers for the country 15 to 20 years out, you can develop the market forecast for the product. The second step would be to understand the likely peak patient share for your product assuming an average current price for the main competitor product and also assuming that no other direct competitor product would be launched between the time of forecasting and the estimated launch date of the product. And for Aramidex, uh, Tamoxifen would have been the competitor when um, Aramidex was being launched. The easiest way to do this would be by developing a product profile for your product. Uh, this would be uh, one pager, maybe a half pager, laying down the key attributes your product in terms of efficacy, safety, side effects, price, etc., and then showing it to your target physicians, so oncologists, if the product were Aramidex, and then asking them how many of their current patients with the indication that you expect your product to be approved for would be prescribed your product in a month, assuming costotherapy to the patient would be the same as with currently available gold standard products for the same indication. While doing this exercise, you'll need to also ask the doctor about the total number of patients with the same indication that he or she sees every month. From this, you can calculate the share of patients your patient is likely to have. Your product is likely to have. You will then have to ask the doctor by when in the number of months he or she would become comfortable with your product if it performs exactly as mentioned in the profile. This gives you an idea of the number of months it will take for your product to reach peak patient share. Following this, you'll need to ask the doctor about the number of patients he or she will be prescribing the product to when the doctor has become comfortable with using the product. This will allow you to calculate the peak share for the product. After this, you should present the doctor with a 10% higher and 10% lower cost of therapy situation and get his or her views on the peak share under these situations. This will allow you to play scenarios of the forecast later on. If you expect a few competitor products to be launched before your product hits the market, you'll need to account for the impact of those products on your peak share. Assuming similar efficacy levels um, for the competition as your product, you could use a factor of 90% for calculated peak off-calculated peak share for your product if it's second to enter, and maybe 70% if it is third. And these are best corroborated by looking at the performance of products with similar efficacy that were launched within a short time frame in therapeutic areas similar to yours. Uh, lastly, you could present the product profile to a couple of pairs to understand their view on the level of market access your product is likely to achieve at the average cost of therapy with the current competitor. And also, if the price were 10% higher or 10% lower, Their views on the level of market access can be converted to factors to apply to the peak share for the product. Using secondary sales data for products from the same or related therapeutic areas, you should now calculate the percentage of peak sales achieved in each year from launch by these products. You could average the yearly percentages out and use them in your product forecast. And this essentially gives you the uptake curves for your product. Now, bringing all the assumptions together in an Excel sheet, you should be able to develop a simple forecast. To be organized, it will be best to have an input sheet, a market sheet, a product sheet, and a forecast sheet in your workbook. In the input sheet, please enter all the assumptions you made, as I explained before. In the market sheet, please enter the country population for about three years historically, and about 15 to 20 years in the future, and apply the epidemiology assumptions onto these numbers to get the market for each year. In the product sheet, Bring in all product assumptions, including peak share, years to peak, starting share at launch, percentage of peak share achieved in each year following the year of launch, the percentage of the market that's accessible to the product um, to the at current average cost of therapy of the main competitor, and impact of order of entry. From these, you'll be able to calculate the patient share of the product for each year up to peak. Following that, the share is assumed to plateau out. In the forecast sheet, bring in the market for each year and the patient share for each year. Using these and the annual cost of therapy, you'll be able to calculate the product sales for each year in constant dollar terms. If you wish to have dollar forecasts based on inflation for each year, please include the annual price inflation percentage also in the cost of therapy for each year. Normally, you'll consider only the sales until the estimated date of first generic entry. If you are developing a strategic forecast, if you are doing a marketing forecast at the tactical level, which tends to be more detailed and granular, the forecasting process will be much more elaborate. The sales forecast that's generated is based on the cost of therapy to the patient. So to convert this to an ex-factory forecast, you'll have to net this out with a margin shared with the retailer, distributor, and wholesaler. Um, as an example, in the U.S. market, this could be as high as 30% for small molecules and about 15% for large molecules. We plan to publish an Excel sheet with a simple forecast as I've explained in this podcast in the near future. Please send us a message using the form in our contact us page in our website if you'd like to receive an email notice when it's published for downloading. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Um, Hope you've benefited from spending some minutes of your day uh, with me on this. And have a great day. Thank you. Thank uh-huh. you.